Welcome back, everyone. Woo! Time for another episode of your favorite video game podcast, Chips and Bits. I was trying to harmonize really quickly with you there. Hey, no problem. Hey, no problem. Um, we, we can't always win. We, I'm feeling great. I'm so feeling should great. you. We're going to podcast about a lovely little Metroidvania. Are you going to introduce us? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm your host this week and doing a wonderful intro, Matthew Anderson. Yeah. With me, as always, my wonderful criticizer of all things, Kenny Myers. Uh, it's constructive criticism, though. And hello. So we're going to podcast about this uh, Metroidvania style. Mm-hmm. It's not an indie game because it comes from Microsoft Studios. but uh, Right. Yeah, it's called Ori. Ori in the Blind Forest. And Metroidvania means? Metroidvania means uh, 2D platformer where you have to do a lot of backtracking to unlock things. In the vein of Metroid. That's another way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I assumed you asked me that question for people that wouldn't know what Metroid was, hence the Metroidvania extension. Right, right. Yeah. But I think most people know what Metroid is, actually. Then most people know what Metroidvania is. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, Ori and the Blind Forest is a is a game that came from Microsoft Studios. So you can't really call it an indie, but it's got that. Well, same it came sort from an indie developer. It oh, was did it? Published by Microsoft. Okay, Studios. well there you go. Jesus Christ, did you do any homework for this podcast? No, I just played the game. Oh, and I played it a while ago. <laughs> yeah, how long ago did you play this? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this definitely isn't a filler game because we can't beat XCOM two. No, 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 no. We wouldn't do something. No, no, We're no, professionals. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you beat it when? Saturday. So, so you're it's fresh. It's pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I remember a lot about it, though. Yeah. So um, Ori, the story of Ori. Hey. Hey, that works. Yeah. Is uh, he's an immigrant mouse trying to come to America, and he sings a bunch of songs, and it, uh, I, I think that emulates the immigration stories of America. Is that? I do. That is not what I recall playing. No. And Ori's name is Fifel, right? Nope. No. Okay. So tell me what Ori's story is about. So. Since you haven't played it in a while, I'm excited for your recap. This is what I will remember. So it wait, starts wait, 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 with... wait, 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 wait. I think I got this. You're a space, uh, you're in a space suit, right? No. And you're chasing down this last alien species, but you're thwarted by a giant brain. Nope. What? Is that not Ori? No. Okay. So Ori is... Okay, you're out hiking with your girlfriend, and you jump into a pit, and she gets kidnapped, no, and all not. of a sudden you're through a mech- mechanical facility, and uh, you no. have to get all these power-ups and gadgets to eventually no. free her. You're also not a half-man, half-robot police officer in Detroit. It's just, you're on no, the No, no, that's Deus Ex. That's not, a, that's not Shadow co- Complex. So, <laughs> so Ori's a spirit. Oh, um, oh, that's right. A spirit. Like a little foxy spirit. That came back from the dead to rescue his girlfriend as a Mexican no. wrestler as oh he God. jumped through. What? This is literally, you are the worst. Am I the worst? So it starts with, you follow the story of a larger uh, forest creature. I can't remember the name. It's a tree. Uh, no, no, not that creature. The, yeah, the, the blubbery creature. Uh, uh, your your parent. Philip? Your parent. Yeah, sure. We'll call him Philip for, for this yeah. purpose. Uh, no, it's like Nani or Nuno or something like that. 
and um naruto naruto Naru- yeah that's yeah. close narana something like that i think it's narwhal you are caring for this little foxy spirit creature um and the first part of the game that's who you're following and then right as you start playing the game i mean brutally and like very emotionally that character dies your from mom starvation yeah uh, because it's feeding you the last little bit of spirit that's around or something, if I remember correctly. And then you playing Ori dies of starvation. Yeah. yeah. And then you play as Ori's foxy spirit with other another little spirit ball that follows you around that is a remnant of a larger spirit tree that lives in the forest that sends you a message or something calling you back to it. Yeah. Um, this is what I remember. I have right. no idea if I'm describing it accurately at all. Right. But it's probably better than any of your descriptions so far. Okay. Yes or no? Uh, I think that's more accurate. <laughs> sorry by better i mean more accurate yeah, than yeah, any yeah. Of your description yeah i would say my descriptions were great but okay so based on that limited description talk me through how you felt the beginning of the game went uh well i thought breaking into blackgate prison was actually pretty tough um but once i got the mechanical flow it felt like the batman game that i loved okay and then how about ori in the blind forest are you how'd, sure that's not the same game how'd you feel about the start of that I thought that it was very touching. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel uh, like these kind of games I'm getting sick of. Yeah. Well, we knew that before you played it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was actually the discussion. And all these games center around something uh, emotional like this kind of. Metroid, obviously not. Not the first one. The one that this is in the vein of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was... It was very sad. It was a very sad way to start the game. It was. And then it was completely negated about eight hours later. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah the game's the game's only Did what hours. we call the War of the Worlds ending. Yes. Yeah. Did. Or the, well, I was going to give a Game of Thrones spoiler, but I won't do that. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about War of the Worlds, but Game of Thrones, that's some serious stakes there. Um. So, I, uh, again, I, I knew going into playing this game that, it was going to be interesting to hear your feedback because you don't like these styles of games anymore. You're tired of these games. Incorrect. However, I enjoy these kind of games, but I'm tired of them. However, every once in a while, a game in this vein, yeah, comes out. Hey. And you actually enjoy it because it does something interesting. For example, uh, you played and loved and recommended, and we podcasted about Guacamelee. Right. A couple years back. Um and I'm curious to see if there's anything about or anything in the blind redemptive. Forest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, Guacamole is still my favorite Metroidvania. I actually may enjoy it more than the original Metroid games because it had such style and such a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my problem with the games like this, and you see it now, is these. It's like pretty much indie platformers. Is that they're all just beautiful looking, and they kind of tell almost it's almost becoming a cliche story you know it's like oscar bait stories pretty Mm. much uh and guacamelee was one of the first ones that was that was just like let's just let's just go with incredibly ridiculous concept and run with it and it looked beautiful they all look beautiful though every single one looks beautiful uh the ones i mentioned in the beginning of the podcast black eight shadow complex which we both played and loved um then there was uh what other one? Blackgate. Oh, Blackgate and then Guacamelee. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Metroid was a part of that running yes. gag. I missed the Castlevania thing. You did. Yeah, but I'll get it next year when the next game like this comes out. Um, 
I mean, I, I enjoy these games, just kind of like I enjoy Assassin's Creed games. Like, playing through Ori was super fun. The platforming challenges get really clever. And in Guacamelee and in Ori, the platforming was really clever. It was mm-hmm. really hard. Uh, and I really loved how they did certain things. I didn't like that you couldn't backtrack and finish areas. Some of them get closed yeah, some off, of them get closed which off. I thought was bullshit. I've read that they fixed that a little bit with the new right, but I specifically didn't play the new release, even though it did. It came at the right time because I wanted to have the same experience you did. Ah, bullshit included. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, I wanted to feel the bullshit that you felt, Matt. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue with this game's style. It looks really good, but it kind of looks like generic animated indie platformer for me now. Like you know. Uh, there's there's some some games that have come out at a similar time now that all kind of right. uh, fit into this. However, I did think that the uh, kind of like the metaphysical sort of watery style of the game um, had some uniqueness to it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, it's uh, it's almost getting cliche for us to comment on the art direction of a game, especially right. of this style. Well, because, because it's what we're attracted to. Well, and it's also just... You can spend, I think you can spend more time when you're locking it down to like a, a 2D platformer game. You have more of the time to spend on the visuals than you do if it's, you know, some crazy 3D open world, whatever yeah. the fuck. Like they didn't spend any time on The Witcher 3 visuals. No, no, no. I mean, they did. It just took longer, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Right? Yeah. Um, it probably took cheap labor. So it looks great. Um, I, I felt, yeah, to your point, I felt the difficulty level was just right about exactly where it should be. Stuff, yeah, um, the learning curve as you gain stuff was, was good, and solving stuff was tough. Yeah, it was, and so that was great. Um, I rem- the one thing I remember uh, being, you know, arguably unique to this game that I thought was pretty cool was they had this, I don't know, like a, a secondary uh, motivation to how you had this spirit level that you always had, and that would allow you to do... Um, secondary actions and bonus powers and open up doors and stuff like that. Right. But it was also what you used to create save points for yourself. That was good. And so you constantly had to manage that as a as an asset. Should I spend these points on opening this door or am I almost going to die and should I save? The answer is always save. Answer, because yeah. <laughs> you fucking die so much in this game. I died in Ori so many times. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm surprised I didn't unlock a, an achievement for it, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, I just kept dying and dying and dying, but it was never. It was all. I was never mad at the game. I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of fair." Yeah, I should have fucking saved it. I had the power. Yep. So the, I mean, the worst case scenario was it took you a lot longer to backtrack or go back through another area and collect some more spirit for yourself in order to unlock one of the gates. But you never regretted using that spirit energy. Yeah. To save, um, but you still would find yourself in some trickier situations early on where you would create a save point for yourself and you just would you wouldn't do it uh fast enough and you would die this horrible death and you right. really didn't want to have to go through that part again you thought god i really should have done a save the, point and those, I didn't. so at the end of every like area um you have a big not you don't have a boss fight really mm-hmm. there's no boss fights in this game yeah there are many boss fights, but no boss fights. But you do have an escape sequence, and those escape sequences don't allow you to save. Yeah, and they are fucking super fun. Yeah, they're and they're re- and they're really hard. So hard. Yeah, and in fact, the last sequence to of the game is an escape sequence, and it's incredibly hard. But it's also very short once you understand what it's doing. Yeah, you just die a lot getting yeah. there, and I appreciated that because like when you get out, you're just like, oh Jesus, fuck, like. 
uh, it was really, uh, that was fun. One of the things, uh, that I, is one of those things of just about me that I, I just happen to like this sort of thing, but I really enjoy it when there's an enemy or a boss or anything like that, that isn't like, shouldn't be scary. Uh, shouldn't be intimidating in any way. And then this game has that it's like a, you know, an evil owl. Yeah. some sort um and it's only frightening to you because you're a tiny little spirit fox creature and it can come and pick you up with its talons but in any other environment outside this game you'd be like yeah whatever it's an owl who gives a shit uh but they did a really good job of making you really fear that that creature but then also yes. like you come to learn what the creature's motivations are and why it's chasing you yeah. and it's also had its own terrible sad story that's that's propelling it forward right uh so you're constantly torn between this I hate this thing because it's trying to kill me, but I also kind of respect what it's doing here. But then also, it's an owl. And I just, I really love it when they, you know, game designers find a way to do that with a character. Yeah, I thought the story was very minimal, but very well thought out. Yeah. It's just, it was sweet, it was simple. It wasn't mind-blowing. It wasn't like Firewatch, where I just was just so blown away. They had had all the important pieces and not a whole lot However, the story sequences looked like really bad 1980s Nintendo video game sequences, you know, with like the 8-bit, like, and it's like, like the story uh, at the bottom. They just looked like really cheesy compared to the rest of the game. That, yeah. It was like they took a picture of the owl and then just like moved yeah. it bigger. <laughs> like they zoomed in to make it look like it's flying towards the screen, um, yeah. which is disappointing because the actual animations in the game, it's it's weird that they they like... They, that would come so it might be the unity engine because this is built on unity yeah i don't know uh but but the actual character animations are pretty flawless and pretty like uh, li- liquid they feel natural for what they're trying to do yeah i had i had the exact same reaction to the cutscenes and the story builders where it was like um the only the, the game that for whatever reason it triggered in my mind which is a game i didn't really play that much of and didn't really enjoy but was uh, banner saga yeah where you know, the, the actual act of playing the game is this representation of sort of like um, uh, drawn art cutouts that are moving around on a map. Um, and then the cutscenes are also like comic book style paper cutouts on a map. And so it's like a slightly different perspective, but I felt like it was it was consistent in that game. And I thought it was really well done. Here, it's the opposite, where you've got this really well fleshed out 2D artistic, you know, uh, spirit world. And then they do the cutscenes and it's like, craft work weird yeah. you know retro style and yeah. it was like this is so silly they should have just used the in-game stuff right. and done something weird with it yeah i don't know why it was so crappy and it was so little like it was so few yeah it's like they almost didn't need it yeah yeah i mean but they did it, yes yeah yeah but it makes you feel like that and on closer examination you're like really that seems like you could have just left that out would have been better yeah i, I mean it's it, it was just very weird uh, you know what else i didn't like in this game yeah, I have one more thing as well. So the music, ahead. actually. Oh, really? I don't remember it enough to have The an music opinion. is melodramatic. Huh. Like, when you open... You can just go home and open the game. I can... I'll show you this. I Here's what I'm going to do, actually. I am going to, again, for the first time, time in a long while... Put some music in the podcast? Put the music in. So we're going to take a little breather can, right can here. We, can you put it right... Here is... Here. Ori.
And so listening to that, mm-hmm. which you didn't, well, I didn't actually, actually just listen to it, but yeah. Okay, but cool. I mean, through the magic of science, I'm going to imagine did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very melodramatic. Yeah, I pushed the button on the console <laughs> that I have here. That's very <laughs> complex. Uh, it's incredibly like melodramatic. And every time you open the game, it's like, and it's just whiny. Like that's all I, and I just, you know, it just wasn't, uh, it was a, refre- a reflection of the sort of somberness of the story, but it wasn't really reflective of the character you're playing, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, you have one more gripe. I'd yeah, love so to hear it. my only other gripe. Matt, I'd love to hear it. My only other gripe with this game was I felt like they didn't get as creative with the combat as they did with everything else in the game. Right. Um, you mentioned the platforming. They come up with all these interesting ways that they kind of expose you to the learning tree and you level up these powers and you couldn't swim now you can swim and it's not just that you get that power it exposes areas to you so it changes the scope of the game and just i felt like, a, like something in the vein of metroid yeah exactly yeah, yeah um but i felt like they did a really good job and you could see that they you know paid attention to that and then the combat was pretty much just you know button mashing right it was uh contra yeah yeah um, actually no contra has a lot of creative weapons yeah it was uh I don't even know what it was. Contra without creative weapons. It was kind of like it's kind of like an old hack and slash game with one button. It is. It was like Diablo, but yeah, with but one button. Yeah. <laughs> and a bomb. You get a grenade and a button. Yeah. Suffice to say that, you know. It was, I mean, you died a lot in combat. No, no, no. I'm not saying it wasn't challenging because you had to learn the enemy pattern still. Right. It was just defeat. boring. It was just, it was just pretty much just yeah. button mashing. Also, this game has, although allegedly fixed because they have a quick travel system, this game had a terrible amount of backtracking. Uh, well, it was a large map. Yeah. And, and it was just, but it was just like to get things, there wasn't an easy way to do it, mm-hmm. which makes sense if you're built in 1984 and yeah. you don't have the memory for that kind of thing. It was a good refresher though on the whole Metroidvania thing that it reminded me of Guacamelee in that sense. It's like, I like when you had to remember what was in a certain place. Like they would just kind of give you a, you got to go here. And you remember the area, but you're like, which path was it that I couldn't jump to before? And but they was... had a quick travel system in Guacamelee, I'm pretty sure. To an to an area. Yeah. Yes. But they I don't just... have any of that in Ori. No, I know. Which makes it a terrible backtrack. Sure, game. yes. Yeah. I'm just saying that I liked that it reminded me of the Metroid in the sense that you had to keep all the the places that you hadn't been or couldn't get through in your brain. I all, did like that Ori had uh had that uh you could unlock things appearing on the map though it mm-hmm. did have a skill tree that yes was this actually it having a skill tree was pretty good it was a pretty yeah, good skill tree mm-hmm. they genuinely felt like interesting things to add yep map reveal points yep uh super fireballs super fireballs yeah yeah yep and uh you know it had really great art direction it really did yeah it's it beautiful it is beautiful yeah. like super amazing it's like a looking. foresty tree thing I yeah. mean, but it's not like something... I wasn't like, I've never seen this before. No, it's like spirit creatures in yeah. the woods. I and... was like, I've seen this better in Donkey Kong Country, but yeah. Okay, you sure? Because Donkey Kong Country is a beautiful game if it wants to be. Mm-hmm. But it's not a Metroidvania game. It's more like a Mario-vania game. So, uh, you liked it. I did like it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm not I'm... happy about it. No, no, that's fine. I mean, that's what I was shooting for. But I knew, I knew it wasn't really hard. Be... I like uh, the Batman Blackgate game, and you didn't even like that game. Uh, it was tedious, right? Was but I just tedious. love this. It's like uh, I don't know, like Assassin's Creed for me. Like I just get into the zone with these kind of games, and I just, I just end up never hating them. 
Yeah. Except for Assassin's Creed 3. But that wasn't an Assassin's Creed game. That was just a boarded fetus sprayed around on everyone. I I I knew that I knew that it wasn't going to be Guacamelee, but I thought it might be like this year's Guacamelee for us. I don't think there's been another one of these types of games. And yeah. I and I play way more this style of game than you do. And I don't think there's been a game like this since Guacamelee that I felt like I'm going to recommend this to Kenny. I think he will actually enjoy playing this I did, game. I did I did enjoy it. So I'm glad that my But Guacamelee still is the king for oh, me. Oh yeah, it's it's head and shoulders it's above just one all of the other funniest. platformers. <laughs> and it has the same amount of challenge and it has the same sort of interesting skill tree and it just has the coolest artwork and concept. So like like many other uh video game reviews that we've done, this this comes with a subtle secondary recommendation which is we think Ori in the Blind Forest is good. It's a good game. And you would enjoy playing it. If, totally. If, yeah. And if you enjoy playing it, man, right. you you would love the fuck out of Guacamelee. And yeah. you should play that immediately yeah. following this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little brother asked me, he's like, is it any good? And I'm like, it's great, but you need to play Guacamelee. Oh, he hasn't played it still. No, he hasn't. Okay. Maybe the recommendation should be, if you're listening to this podcast and you have any interest in playing Ori in the Blind Forest, make sh- you should play Gua- and you haven't played Guacamelee, yeah. you should play that. Play that first. <laughs> right. But if you're playing Overwatch now, I understand. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad that my uh, my radar was accurate. It was okay. Okay, good. It, your your radar was functional. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was striving for. I mean, I wouldn't... I, I may maybe reinvest in the technology a little bit, but, you know, it, it was functional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's no metaphor generator like yours truly owns, but... Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Well... I guess that's all we got for this game, unless I'm missing something. No, uh, it was pretty much pretty cut and dry, that game. Yeah. Uh, again, my f- I think my favorite part were those really challenging escape sequences, because they really felt yeah. intense. We should look at... I'm going to put some note. I'm going to put something in the notes to... Because I seem to remember music in the chase sequences, and I seem to remember it feeling very tense with the owl. Yeah, the, the music's chasing, good. So. Uh, the owl... You should show some of the clips of the owl just oh, yeah. showing up. I'll show some. That thing's scary as fuck. Yeah, but it's an owl. I love that. Owls are fucking murderers. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're like vicious creatures. <laughs> you should put a link to that creepy owl gif of all those five owls in the box. You know the one I'm talking about? No, but I'm sure you'll point me to it. Oh, I'm going to point you to it, and then everyone will stop going to our website. Yes. Because <laughs> of fucking creepy-ass owls. They all go there now, so. Yeah, well, we, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, great. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank we, you so much. We hope you play this game and Guacamelee. And give us some money on Patreon for no good reason. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah, we We're would, we totally would willing to accept that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, thanks again for joining us. We'll be back next month with... Uh, insert fuck. game name here no no we picked one you i did. forgot oh the division the division yeah believe because it. we still can't beat xcom too. <laughs> the never-ending adventure all the other of... games are like 90 hours like the witness and yeah. xcom 2 and then uncharted 4 is probably coming up sometime but we'll get there that's though. my and fault it'll, it'll be so worth it when that's we finally fault. get to reviewing xcom 2 yeah yeah uh until then uh we love you thanks for listening and uh we'll see you next month uh i was your host this month matthew anderson and over there in his shirt and his shorts kenny myers are we we're describing clothing yeah why not (laughs) thanks guy sitting in pants and no shirt Uh, oh yeah i took my hat off sorry yeah yeah would have been more yeah all right and uh that's enough for now (laughs) yeah that was pretty terrible ending that was a really bad joke on my part it's okay sorry you should be. <laughs>